Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and Whatever it is. <laughs> the worst titty discs. <laughs> get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, guys. Welcome back to another hellfire horrific blue tone suit tastic episode of Fan Holes Comics, motherfucker! Do you read them? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, but I am not alone. I am joined by two, count them, two of my fellow cypress hills fan holes why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight hello it's mike and my skull is on far hey this is justin yeah so i i guess this is this is my brainchild i figured before the year 2022 rolls out for the fan holes and their deluge of weekly episodes that we should honor the 50th anniversary of ghost rider because the the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, as of this year, is 50 years old. And I just said to the guys, why don't you guys all pick a, a Ghost Rider-themed issue? And so we each have a, a single issue to discuss tonight. Of course, I'm the, uh, you know, the crusty old dude, so mine's the oldest. But I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted to do like an icebreaker thing, like like maybe talk a little bit about Ghost Rider since it's his 50th anniversary. And maybe, you know, I, I don't know if this will dovetail into your picks or not, but like I, I'm just kind of curious, like what everybody's history with Ghost Rider is and how they're introduced to him. And, you know, if, if you're you know more of a Danny Ketch guy than a Johnny Blaze guy or who knows, maybe you're more of a Phantom Rider guy with the, the you know, phosphorus paint and the horse and all that stuff but you know i just thought maybe we'd talk about that for a little bit like how you know maybe if you have any distinct memories of how you were introduced to ghost rider if ghost rider is like you know one of your favorite characters if he's just kind of like a character that's you know kind of been on the periphery for you and you know you only kind of see him in guest appearances or, or what that whole deal is i don't really remember the first time i encountered the character like i i knew he existed but then it my memory is going to school and encountering other kids and older kids. Like it seemed like he was one of those characters like Punisher and Wolverine that some of the older kids were like really into. And there was a lot of like kids on the school bus and at lunch, like reading Ghost Rider comics and stuff. And like I had a good friend in uh, school. He was a big, he was a big fan of 
Ghost Rider, Wolverine, and Punisher. And I would read his comics. I wasn't crazy about Wolverine, but if you've read your own comics a dozen times over and you're kind of hungry for something new, you know, you might break down and read something out of your norm or out of your safety zone, I guess. So I, I read Wolverine comics when I was younger, and I read some Punisher. They were fine if I was craving something new. I, I did like reading his Ghost Rider stuff, and he had a mix of, like, you know, older stuff, like from the volume you're bringing, Derek. And he also had new Danny Ketch stuff. And I, I mean, this is getting into my pick a little bit, but I remember the day at school when he brought Ghost Rider number one, which is the comic I picked. And I was like, oh, cool, number one. And then he started explaining to me, like, it's not the old Ghost Rider, it's an old new Ghost Rider. And he was like, he was like the man for that whole week at school because everyone wanted to read Ghost Rider number one. And he was kind of <laughs> like, he was kind of stingy with it. And he, he didn't have it like bagged and boarded. And I was like, dude, you need to like take care of this. You know, if it, you know, if it's going to get passed around, you need to have it in a bag and a board. Like he, he, he was keeping it in a notebook inside of like a trapper keeper. And he had one of those like huge giant things that like, you could hit somebody on the head with them and knock them out if it was full of books and stuff. But I was like, dude, look, I'll bring you a bag and board in a few days. And I did. And he put it in it. I was like, you should, you know, maybe be careful with it because it's the number one. And you never know, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years, it could be worth a little bit. It'll put your kids through college. (laughs) (laughs) I never said that. But I was just like, you know, you should take care of this because, I mean, I had comics that, you know, when I was a lot, I I make it sound like I was old and wise, but this was probably like first grade when this comic came out, Ghost Rider number one. But I knew enough then to like, try and take care of comics. I mean, I had stuff that was given to me that was already, you know, falling apart or maybe it was missing a cover. And that's why it was given to me. So I, you know, I wasn't careful of that stuff, but like older stuff or, you know, stuff that I spent my allowance on that was, you know, more than a dollar 25 or whatever the normal rate was. Like I, you know, tried to keep, you know, I tried to keep, take care of my comics and I tried to impress the same thing on not just him, but my other friends. I'm like, look, you know, Treat it, you know, gently. You know, you don't want to. I mean, you want it to last. I mean, even even if it's like X Men number three fifteen or something, like you know, don't don't roll it up and put it in your back pocket. Pocket, you know, like treat it, you know, treat it gently. I've always liked Ghost Rider, and I've I've tried to keep up with them over the years. And you know, in like the early two thousands, I kind of dipped in and out of some of those titles because it seemed like it seemed like every couple of years there would be some kind of mini series and it was mm-hmm. you know a shot in the dark whether or not it was going to be good or really really bad and i remember burn stealing a lot of ghost rider mini series in the early 2000s to the 2010s and i'm like oh this is pretty good and i'm like other stuff i'm like oh this is this is bad like i'm glad i'm burn stealing this because this is pretty terrible but uh but yeah i've always liked ghost rider and you know, anytime I got to play him in like a video game, whether it was like Marvel versus Capcom or Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I'm like, dude, I call it Ghost Rider because I was, you know, I always had a soft spot for Ghost Rider. How about you, Mike? Like, what's your personal history with Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider falls into that category of characters that were like perpetually a guest 
star for me. Like, I only really read them when they guest starred in other people's books and stuff. Like, you know, and I was never a huge fan of, like, you know, the Punisher or Wolverine, and he tended to team up with, like, guys, like, in that, like, category a lot. Like, or Venom. I mean, I, I've probably read him in, in, like, some Venom team-ups or something, but... Like, uh, whenever he showed up in something I was reading, like X-Men or Spider-Man, like, I remember he showed up in, like, you know, the Jim Lee X-Men, like, early on. Various Spider-Man, like, team-ups over the years. But, yeah, I, I never really, I, I've never re read a whole lot of, like, solo Ghost Rider. Like, I think the first time I thought he was really super awesome and cool was when he showed up on that second season of Fantastic Four and yeah. did, like, the, the penance the there on Galactus. On Galactus. I was like, oh, man, that's fucking awesome like yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah Re that, that replacing, was replacing replacing dr strange's mojo in the actual story yeah, yeah I, I remember uh -huh. thinking that and was I, pretty cool yeah. and you know it, it was what's his name johnny greco like voicing yeah. him so, yeah. yeah like i thought i always thought he had a really cool voice for him so like i was glad he showed up on that hulk cartoon and then like they got him back to do like ghost rider again in like marvel versus capcom 3 so like you know that that was all pretty cool so i mean that's that's my really my major exposure to ghost rider and then you know when the nicholas cage movie came out you know we all had fun like kind of making fun of it so yes. that's about it but yeah, yeah yeah i mean i i i'd say i mean i think maybe i'm probably one of the bigger ghost rider fans on the the show and i did not actually you know i think Ghost Rider number one, you know, the one that Justin brought tonight was popular enough that I, I just, you know, I was still doing newsstand comics mostly and occasionally would be able to go to a specialty shop. And so, you know, and the newsstand distribution, you know, you kind of got what you got. So, I mean, I remember the first issue of Ghost Rider I actually ever read was number two of the Danny Ketch series. So that was like my first Ghost Rider comic. And it's funny that Justin brings up, you know, you got to, you know, take care of your comics, you know, touch not lest ye be touched and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Because because basically, like, I, I remember, you know, like I, I had to get it from a comic specialty shop because I think I think on the newsstand, like if I recall correctly, because I, I think I have issues two and issues five on this spinner rack over here. And I know for sure I got those like from a you know, just from like a quick stop or something like that. But issue one, I had, you know, I had to fill in the holes and like, you know, I, I got most of them from, you know, comic shops or whatever, but issue one was a wall book. Like it was on, you know, it was on the back wall. And I, I, I was telling Justin last night, I was like, I had to pay $8 for that sucker. Like I had to pay a lot of money for it. So I, I put it in a Mylar, you know, cause I was like, I paid, I paid $8 for this book. I'm putting this in a Mylar. Are you crazy? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember that and I read the book for a really long, to me, I, I, I was, I was pretty faithful to that catch series i think catch was the only ghost rider i knew of you know and and then as ghost rider became more and more popular i'm, I'm kind of making fun of myself but you know the the idea was you know it, he was said in the same breath with guys like punisher and wolverine and if you wanted a sales spike on your title you know you you probably give ghost rider a guest spot and i was young enough at that point you know i was old enough to appreciate you know i don't know if i was like i i, I was certainly older than justin was when this came out but you know i 
I I was old enough to appreciate it, but I was young enough to be stupid enough to think like somehow I'd magically find out the origin of Ghost Rider and like Quasar 23 or something. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I was, I was so, you know, cause I was kind of into the mystery of it and like, where does he come from and who is he and all that kind of stuff. And so I not only sort of religiously bought the issues month after month, but like if, if he randomly showed up somewhere else, I was like, Oh boy, I better get this. Cause I don't want to, you know, I, to me, I was like, I don't want to miss out if, if they, you know, if they reveal something new about him or whatever. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely, you know, would buy comics that, you know, like Justin says, maybe we're outside of my comfort zone. You know, I'd, I'd pick up the Doctor Strange tie in, you know, or the, you know, I think, I think I got that when, when they made, I think what they did was they took the issue of Doctor Strange and then they made it like a special where it was like Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider and they sold it at like Walden Books or something. So, so I think I got it from there or whatever. And like just anything like that, that, you know, maybe I wasn't religiously buying, you know, Doctor Strange and Quasar and things like that. But if Ghost Rider showed up, then I was going to I was going to pick it up and, and find out if there was any new nugget, any new kernel of information about his origin. I guess that kind of rolls into like my pick or whatever. But, you know, just just to sort of cap off my history, I mean, I, I kind of petered out around the late 20s and 30s because the art team changed and I wasn't too keen on the, the Kuberts taking over. It was the Kubert brothers. And and and, uh, you know, I still stuck with it for a little bit. But I think the combination of, you know, the Javier Saltieres and, and Mark Texera, like leaving the title and then. To me. I'm not saying I was smart because there were plenty of crossovers that I fell for early on where I had to have every book and I had to buy every chapter and all this other stuff. But for that, that that was one of my first hard passes on something, I think, where it it, it was like, OK, I was fine with they, they reintroduced Johnny Blaze. I started reading the original Ghost Rider Rides Again, which was a reprint book. So I started finding out who Johnny Blaze was, and then they made the Spirits of Vengeance title, and I read the first maybe six issues of that, and I was fine with that. But then once they started doing all these crossovers where you had to read, you know, Morbius and Night Stalkers, and then the final straw for me was fucking Darkhold, and I was just like, are you fucking shitting me? I'm going to buy a comic book about a fucking book? Like, no, like, like, and, and the art in it, I thought was atrocious. So like, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't do it, you know, and that was like my hard pass on that. And, and I sort of, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, you know, whatever love I had, right. I sort of fell out of love with, with following that character at that point. And that was in the, you know, twenties and thirties or whatever. And I think, you know, fast forward, I go to Loyola Marymount. And Salvador LaRocca is doing Ghost Rider and I see a random issue of it and I go, damn, that looks really good. And and I picked it up and I, I started buying some of the issues because I really like the art. And and I was kind of like, huh, this is cool. And, and, and I sort of, you know, followed the book for a little bit because of Salvador LaRocca. And I, I just thought his art looked really cool and and, you know, kind of followed the book, you know, once again for a little while and uh and sort of fell out of it and eventually that title gets canceled around issue 93 and then maybe fast forward a little bit i'm almost out of college or out of college 
And uh, one of the guys I'm good buddies with, you know, and almost neighbors with in a real way, you know, he was the guy who, uh, you know, ripped up Howard Mackie comics of Spider-Man when, you know, he didn't like the way the plot was going and, <laughs> and, and all this stuff. Like, I remember, you know, I, I was like, what are you doing, dude? Just give it to me. Like, I'll put it in a bag and board and like, you don't have to rip it up. But he was like, he was so pissed off about it. You know, like it was, I, I think it was like a whole, like, what was that guy like the senator and he was he was manipulated by aliens i forget That's whatever the sub senator ward yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i distinctly remember he had like i think it was like issue 23 or 22 it was some some big reveal about senator ward and aliens and all this other crap and he just he was like this is the stupidest fucking shit and he just like ripped it all up and and was super mad but the 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 interesting thing about it was that whole era of ghost rider where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stomach, you know, paying good money for those inane crossovers and, and stuff with the dark hold and all this, you know, rise of the midnight suns crap when all I was really interested in was Ghost Rider. And I really didn't I, I didn't have any history for Frank Drake or Blade or anything. So I couldn't really appreciate the Night Stalkers or Hannibal King. Like I didn't know who they were. And, you know, at that point I really didn't care. And, you know, the dark hold I knew was a magical book and you know how I feel about magic and you know how I feel about books. Right. So that was like a total like double whammy fucking turn off. Right. I'm not, I'm not buying a comic book about magic and magic fucking books. Right. Like, no, but he had all that stuff. Cause he had, he had been faithful to it. And I, I guess I share that because I think that's part of his, you know, when, when he got super upset about it, you know, the, the Spider-Man book, like, you know, he had supported this writer for so long through, you know, this giant run of ghost Rider and all these Spider-Man comics. And, you know, he, he kind of lost it at some point, but the point is he had all those comics and, and that was a way for me, you know, back then this is, you know, pre, I don't know, you know, online comics and, you know, uh, you could just easily read whatever you wanted and collections and trades. You know, we, we swapped comics with each other. We, you know, just like everybody did, you know, you, you know, certain people have more different focuses than you do. And, you know, he would come over and I'd tell him, Oh, read these DC books or read, you know, read, read this, uh, you know, Marvel, you know, trade or read this storyline or whatever. It's really good. And he'd say, Oh, do you want to, you want to borrow my ghostwriter comics? I, I went and dug them up for, at my boxes at home and I said, yeah, what the fuck? Why not? You know, I'm like, it's free, you know? And I read all this stuff and I went, man, PU, most of this stuff is terrible. And we'd laugh about it, you know, like all this stuff. And I've, I've probably got some other stories to share about, you know, what became of certain characters in some of these issues. But I guess I, I relay that because, you know, I sort of filled in the gaps of my knowledge with Ghost Rider, you know, Danny Ketch through through those years. And and then, you know, additionally, because of the original Ghost Rider Rides Again, I was introduced to Johnny Blaze. I became a big fan of his and and followed all of his adventures and got back issues and so forth. And so I guess I say all that to say, you know, I, I, I do like I'd say, you know, Ghost Rider is one of, if not maybe the, you know, favorite, Mar you know, one of the favorite Marvel characters of mine. So I, I do really like him. And I, I, I felt like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't sit by and let this, the 50th anniversary go by and have us not, 
you know, not not say anything about it. You know, I wanted to say something, you know, just, you know, just something fun to do and talk about some of our favorite stories and all that kind of stuff. So I guess without further ado, I'll introduce the uh, issue that I brought tonight. And this is from the Johnny Blaze run. It is Ghost Rider issue number 68. It was released. Well, the on sale date was February 2nd, 1982, and the cover date is May 1982, and the cover price is a whopping 60 cents. The editor is Tom DeFalco, the writer is Roger Stern, the penciler is Bob Budiansky, inker is Joe Rubenstein, letterer Diana Ablers, colorist George Russos. And the title is The Curse of Jonathan Blaze. It is a late night, and Johnny Blaze enters a church seeking sanctuary from the torrential rains and lightning. The church has suffered a power failure, and there is only a single priest on site. Once the priest lights the candle holders made of real gold, Johnny asks the priest to hear his confession. The priest has him enter the confessional, and Johnny tells him the story of his life. He explains in detail how he sold his soul to the devil to save his adoptive father, Crash Simpson, from a nameless disease, most likely cancer. The devil kept his word, but instead, Crash dies in a motorcycle stunt show in Madison Square Garden instead of the disease. As a result, Johnny was bonded to a demon, the cursed spirit of vengeance, the Ghost Rider. As he concludes his confession, he reveals that he knows the man behind the screen is not a priest. He's actually a thief who murdered a priest, left him in a ditch, and took his clothes. Johnny wasn't sure why he took the priest's clothes until he saw all the gold in the church. Now, a fiery, skeletal hand rips through the confessional. The Ghost Rider seeks vengeance! The false priest flees from the confessional and steals Johnny's Suzuki stunt cycle. The Ghost Rider simply pursues in a new cycle made of hellfire. He chases the false priest across the countryside and finally forces him off the bike onto the railroad tracks. The false priest is stuck under one of the tracks and believes the Ghost Rider will let the oncoming train run him over. However, the Ghost Rider releases him only to sear his soul with hellfire. At dawn, the police and paramedics arrive and the man is in a state of petrified catatonia with a permanent scream stuck on his face. Johnny Blaze answers a few questions from the police, then turns away and continues off. So that is Ghost Rider issue number 68. This was, for me, a seminal story it was reprinted in the original Ghost Rider Rides Again, issue number one that came out in 1991, kind of at the height of the, the Ghost Rider craze and popularity due to the Danny Ketch series and the reintroduction of Johnny Blaze. And the beautiful thing about the original Ghost Rider Rides Again was it was an eight issue reprint series. It started with this issue and reprinted two issues per single issue. So in the original Ghost Rider Rides Again number one, you got issues 68 and 69. 
And if I understand my math correctly, by the time you got to issue eight, you were up to issue 81, which was the final issue of the original Ghost Rider series from Marvel that ended in 1980, I think, two or 83, something like that. Anyway, that basically was this quick and easy way before there were like massive, you know, I mean, there were trade paperbacks, but you know they weren't on the regular. So this was this was kind of a fantastic way for someone who wasn't, you know, necessarily getting every single back issue that he could, you know, to just on a regular basis catch up with all the the Ghost Rider lore and history, so that you were familiar with who, you know, I guess the '90s version of Johnny Blaze, you know, with the stubble and the trench coat and the the Hellfire shotgun and all that good stuff, so that you sort of knew where he came from, like what his backstory was, and you know who Roxanne is, and all that kind of stuff. I I feel like it's funny because I I've talked about this story before, but not on my podcast, and and the podcast that I talked about it on hasn't released anything of it yet because it's uh, Diablo Frank's like Marvel Handbook, and and I, I it was like I don't know I'm trying to think like it's it's been almost like five years or something, but like he's he, you know it's a long term project for him, and it kind of got put on the back burner. But I know when we talked about the Ghost Rider entry, I. I just relayed like how much I I love this story. Like, like this is probably, I mean, I I've kind of decided this is like my second favorite comic book ever, like period. Like, and, and, and if you want to know what the first one is, it's probably Swamp Thing's anatomy lesson. Like, so, and, and there's sort of a theme there, right? Like I, I love comic books that, give you that moment that that what I usually call like a chill moment and and the you know my favorite scene in this whole issue is that moment in the confessional where he's like yeah and by the way I realized like you're not really a priest and you know you you murdered the priest and stole his clothes so you could rip him off and then that fucking hand and it's like the skeletal hand and it's on fire and it rips through the confessional like he's like I knew what I had to do and I just I fucking love that like that's like my favorite like thing in this whole comic and I just you know I I don't know I just I like that made me like Ghost Rider fan for life or whatever and and I just think it's super awesome the Bob Budiansky pencils, like, I, I think those are awesome. Like, I've always loved his work, and, and he's basically, like, he, you know, this this entire Ghost Rider Rides Again, like, or, you know, the, I guess, 68 through 81, I mean, he was the main penciler on the book, and, like, Roger Stern's story that retells the origin is super cool, because it's, like, I don't know, like, uh, I, I just feel like everything with this, like for me, like when I came to it, the stars were in alignment. You know, it was like it's like if you read it back in 1982, it was a perfect jumping on point for people because it retold the story and got everybody up to speed. But like if you read it in 1991, it served the exact same purpose so that you were caught up to speed with Johnny Blaze in the modern era and you knew sort of where he came from and, and that he was, you know, essentially the original ghost Rider and everything. And the, you know, and then that Roger Stern story too, I think has that 
kind of tales from the crypt morality tale, you know, and and like that's something that's kind of cool as well, because it's it's not there, there, there's an aspect of it where you could say like, OK, yeah, there's you know, there's there's always going to be the superhero power fantasy or, or or in some cases, maybe even a superhero morality fantasy like that. You get to right the wrongs and, and, and serve justice and all that kind of stuff. But this is this skews more towards that. Tales from the Crypt thing, like the the dude who did wrong gets his in the end, you know, in his own way. And it's it's but but there's like these twists and and for me, like chills that you get when you read those moments in the comic where the whole story turns on its head. And, and like, you know, it's like you're not I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a silly reveal, but I, I love the reveal. It's like the priest isn't a priest. He's he's a thief. You know what I mean? And then Ghost Rider's coming for him, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I just thought that was so fucking cool. You might notice on the cover that uh, it looks like Mephisto. And that's the retcon they went with for many years based on this issue that that Mephisto, he the, that you know, Johnny Blaze sold his soul to Mephisto and not the devil or that the devil he sold his soul to was Mephisto. And that was fairly consistent up until kind of what Justin mentions. You had all these miniseries coming out in the 2000s and, and then ongoing series. And uh, I would say in their effort to be unburdened, quote unquote, by continuity, because that's the thing I would frequently hear back then. We don't want to be burdened by continuity. Uh, they fucked up continuity and it went back and forth between Mephisto and the devil. And so basically they fucked it all up at that point because it's very convoluted after that. And, you know, the fact that they, you know, had all these like kind of fresh starts and, you know, they essentially jettisoned a lot of things where you're like, what happened to his kids and his wife? Do you know what I mean? Are they dead? Are they alive? Are they what? Like, so, you know, and, and it was the same thing with the devil and Mephisto and all that kind of stuff. But I don't want to get into that too much. But just the, the fact that this is this is probably my like I said, my second favorite, like single issue comic book ever. And I, you know, I just figured, well, what else am I going to pick for a Ghost Rider 50th anniversary show than my you know, my 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 second favorite comic book single story ever. And, and the fact that it kind of details the life and times of Johnny Blaze as the ghostwriter and has this great, you know, twist that comes into it that I just thought was was chilling and, and, and also super cool. So I, I don't know if you guys have read this before. I don't know what you guys think of it. No pressure, like just because it's my favorite story. If you don't like it, like, let me know. But but I'm just curious what you guys think of it. I had read this once before, probably about 25-ish years ago. I think that same friend I mentioned who, you know, I read his Ghost Rider and Wolverine and Punisher comics. I think he had this because, like, I was sitting down and reading this comic today, and I was flipping through it, and I was like, wait, doesn't he, like, kill the priest or something because he's uh, an imposter or something? And... I was kind of right. He he doesn't kill the priest, but he is an imposter. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's been 25 years. So I, and I read it once. So yeah. But yeah, this is a good comic. It tells, it retells the origin in a quick but concise manner. And kind of like you, I always thought the whole like Mephisto and the devil and Satan and Satanish and 
all that stuff. Mm. I always thought all of that was like all super confusing and convoluted because I'm, I, I remember thinking, you know, when I was younger, I was like, isn't Mephisto the devil? Like, isn't he Satan? Oh, no, there's like three different like devil peoples down there. And I was like, that, that it's super confusing. <laughs> well, well, that that, you know, I mean, if you want to get super into it, right, like what I find amusing was you could tell because of this, it, it at least this story that Roger Stern wrote at least got people on the same page for a hot minute, because otherwise you wouldn't have triumph and torment like doom and strange wouldn't go to Mephisto to get doom's mother's soul back. They would go to the devil. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, and that's, you know, it seemed like at, at this point, in the eighties, everybody was on the same page. Like, Oh, if you got to go to the devil, you go to Mephisto and that's the end of the story. And it made it kind of simple or whatever. And then, you know, if you, yes, if you go back and look at the history of things, you know, you look at that, whatever it is, astonishing tales or whatever the fuck it is with Dr. Doom, you know, where, you know, he's, he's bargaining, you know, and, and constantly once a year, you know, fighting for the soul of his mother. If you look at the original issue, I think Gene Colan, it's like, you know, it's the fucking devil, you know, it's mm -hmm. not Mephisto. Right. And so you're like, oh, well, the, you know, they, they were trying to, you know, I don't know, streamline it, unify it, not make it, you know, so so convoluted or whatever. And then I feel like, you know, later on, you know, people just sort of throw that out the window or, you know, it's like, oh, no, I you know, I'm the devil. I lie about stuff or whatever, you know, they're like whatever the excuse is. Right. That they just try to spin it in some way. And of course, like, yeah, if you if you if you just look at it in a historical perspective and read like all the, I don't know, you know, for lack of a better term, all the various devil appearances in, in the Marvel universe, then yeah, I, I mean, it changes from issue to issue. It's like the devil that, I don't know, Dracula fights is not the same guy that, you know, that Ghost Rider fights. And it's not the same guy that Doom gets his mother's soul back from. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, it all gets kind of messy unless you try to, you know, do do what I guess Roger Stern was doing, which was just try to, you know, clean house a little bit. You know, I, I had never read this issue before, but I've I've heard you talk about it and I've seen you post like panels like of it, like over the years, Derek. So I knew it was like, you know, one of your personal favorites. Like I I did know like the twist going in. I was like, oh, right. This this guy is not a real priest or like he's done something bad because you've posted that panel that is your avatar of the, you know, the, the ghostwriter hand, like yeah, breaking through yeah, the confessional yeah. before. So like, and this also strikes me as kind of one of those, you know, issues they would have in like, uh, was, was this the Jim Shooter era or was this before that? No, no, this was, this was cause it's 82. So that, okay. that would have been, I, I, I mean, I guess DeFalco edited it, but I mean, I think Jim Shooter should still should have been the well, editor in chief like, you know, or would... whatever. There would usually be every like twenty something issue, probably an like an issue where they'd just oh like retell the origin please like you know just so just in case someone like you know it's someone's first comic or they like started re like recently and most of the time like the writer would have to you know the writer would try to make it interesting like this story like where it's like you know there's a story within the story like and like you know this is one of the better examples of that like they just. 
like they just didn't uh just you know straight up retell the origin redraw the origin like there's an actual story to it so like yeah I, i really appreciated that and i see why you like this issue so much because like yeah it's it's very it's got great art it's like i said it's got a great twist and yeah i mean it tells you all what ghost rider's whole deal is and what he's all about so i mean yeah it's a pretty great issue i i'm also like sort of impressed because like to be honest like especially if you read those early issues of marvel spotlight like ghost rider's origin is kind of nuts right like or johnny blade you know it's like oh like yeah so my dad died in a in a cycle crash stunt crash and then I went to live with the family of this girl that I'm kind of into, but she sort of becomes my de facto stepsister, but we still get together. But then I accidentally kill her mom and then the dad's dying of probably cancer. So then I decide the best thing to do is to like, of course, it's the 70s. So I look up a bunch of books on Satanism and call the devil. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I make this deal with the devil to like not like to to have the you know cancer not kill the dad and then i'm shocked when the guy dies in a stunt cycle crash and the devil's like see i kept my word bro he didn't die of the disease you know and then of course he's stuck being the fucking ghost rider and like i i get why that's like a hard thing to adapt to a film i get why that's a hard thing to like retell but i mean when when you compare it to the film versus this, I mean, I think Roger Stern like you know hit a home run and knocked it out of the park. Like as opposed to the the film had to like sort of just cut a lot of that excess stuff out because they just couldn't they couldn't handle some of it. You know, there was I don't it wasn't costume shame, but it was certainly like you know satanic uh, sister love shame or what you know like they had to excise some of this shit like out of the fucking you know, out of the fucking book so it didn't get too weird for general audiences, you know? But, like, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like I have to say, like, it, it just impressed me that, like, I can read this original Ghost Rider Rides again or this this issue 68 and just be like, yeah, Ghost, you know, it's it's almost like, dude, what, you don't get back how? You don't get Lori Lamaris? You don't get you don't get going to Satan when, when your life's going bad? Like, what do you mean you don't get it? Like, everybody everybody looks up a satanic book when their life's not working out, you know? Like, come on, what's it? No, I mean, but but that's, you know, that's uh, th- th- that's one of those things where, you know, it's just like it, it, it the way it reads, it make it, as as ridiculous as that sounds, it like, for some reason, Roger Stern can spin that believability onto things that are, you know, not not so credulous, I guess. And I, I've always found that rather impressive. So I've I've always been a big fan of Roger Stern, but in retailing his origin here, he left out one pivotal scene of Johnny's origin. There's no panel where he's eating a bunch of jelly beans out of like a martini. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why he neglected that, that, but that's a bit. Why would he leave such a crucial part uh, of the character out? I know. I'm sorry, I had to yeah. say something. It was bothering me the whole time. I, was like, I know this is Derek's favorite comic, you know, second favorite, but, like, where's the martini glass full of jelly beans? This uh, is bullshit. Yeah. Okay, you're, you convinced me it's not my favorite comic anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So anyway, on to my comic. (laughs) On to Justin's comic. (laughs)
Director Fury, the internet is besieged with lame, lifeless podcasts. What we need is a hard-charging, foul-mouthed band of brothers with chemistry, big brains on comics, and personality. Personality goes a long way. What we need is the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm the Legal Machine. Diablo Frank. And I am Mr. Fix-It. The Marvel Superheroes have arrived! Nick, internet radio is saved! Get this mother podcast off mother iTunes. The Marvel Superheroes podcast can also be found on Shout Engine, Stitcher, the Internet Archive, and on Rolled Spine Podcasts blogs. So we kind of gave it away, right? Oh, are we are we are going to meet. Okay, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I brought uh, Ghost Rider number one. This has a cover date of May 1990. It was written by the dreaded Howard Mackey and illustrated dun, dun, by. Dun. <laughs> And illustrated by Javier Saltares. I probably butchered that. I'm sorry. Goofing off in a graveyard, Danny Ketch and his sister Barb witness a murder. Barb is shot and wandering through a junkyard. Danny touches a ruined bike and becomes Ghost Rider. He kills some ninjas and evades the police during a high-speed chase. Barb makes it to the hospital that is in a coma. Later, Danny turns into Ghost Rider and once more battles evil. Also, the Kingpin shows up. The end. And that's my very truncated synopsis of Ghost Rider, number one, 1990 edition. This, I guess the antithesis of Derek, like, this is not my favorite Ghost Rider comic. It's probably not even in my top ten or anything. To be honest, going back and reading this now, I think it's kind of... I don't know, somewhat messy and disjointed storytelling. Like, I feel like there's a lot of moving parts and you got, like, this battle between the Kingpin's goons and some other guys. You got ninjas, which apparently, like, Derek educated me on this. Like, Ghost Rider is like, I never killed anybody. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, dude, the you're ninjas, like, dude, and he retcons it you later. killed all these ninjas. Yeah. No, no, no. That's funny because I was going to say, like, the 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 friend, like, I was like, you know, because we, we, we were talking about that. And he's like, dude, like, it's so dumb. Like, there's a guy and his name's Death Ninja. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you're full of shit. But go if, if you want, like, if you care to. If you don't believe me, go read Ghost Rider issue 34, and it's all about Death Ninja. And you're like, who the fuck is Death Ninja, you say? <laughs> but in this issue, right, and 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 I'll use Mike because I know he hasn't read the issue, but I know he read issue number one for this. So, Mike, you know how he, like, strangles that one guy to death with his chain that's the ninja? Yeah. And you're like, of course he killed some fucking buddy. So if, if you read issue 34, that guy turns out to be death ninja he doesn't die from that because somehow he's like a demon that worked for blackheart and so the twit that you know the retcon is well i've said i never killed anybody that's human and so like somehow even back then ghost rider knew somehow he could sniff that he he somehow innately knew that he was like some kind of demon death ninja that could resurrect himself, so he killed him. Do you know what I mean? And so I don't know. It's it's yeah. So it's it's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, 
I, I just I, I it, that makes me chuckle when I read this. And you know what? You like I'll, I'll just go on record. I mean, I, I went and said hi to Howard Mackey at I think it was Boston Fan Expo. I forget which con it was, but I, I brought my my Texira Ghost Rider poster that he signed and did a little remark for me. And I had Howard Mackey sign it, too, because I'm like, dude, he was, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, it's it's the same thing with, you know, who whoever it is that you liked from the 90s, whether it's Rob Liefeld or anybody. It's like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, th- these these first, like, 20-something issues, I know, I know Justin's saying the, the story is kind of convoluted, and it, it kind of is. I mean, they, they, they were doing all these A and B and C subplots. It was this whole gang war thing between kingpin and death watch you know and then and then you had those kids like the cypress hill gang or whatever these these little shit teenage kids that are in the caught up in the middle of it or whatever so they they get a hold of these canisters with this you know deadly thing that kingpin wants you know destroyed but death watch wants for his own agenda and then the kids all hide the canisters so they become embroiled in it too and you know of course that's why um, Barb gets shot, right? Because she oversees Death Watch kill this other guy. And then that's how Danny becomes the Ghost Rider because he finds the bike when they're on the hideout from these, you know, these ninjas or whatever, you know? And, like, it's funny, too, because I guess I wanted to talk about, like, there's this kind of joke in, I guess, the original art community, I guess, because there's and he's a nice guy there's one nice guy and and he coined this phrase he calls it a birth page so he'll be like oh yeah you know it's like the first page you know if you get a page of original art but it's like you know i don't know like say say you get a page of him coming out of the cocoon right and you're like oh well that's the first appearance of adam warlock right and he's coming out of his cocoon like that's his you know that's his quote unquote birth page but of course people have taken that and just perverted it to the point where like you know, anything it's like it's like, you know, it, it, you know, it'll be like, you know, vengeance of Bane and it'll be like, you know, page 17, you know, and it's like Bane's naked, like fighting a bat in his dream or something. They'll be like, it's a Bane birth page. And it's just kind of like, no, it's just a random ass issue from his first appearance page. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not like when he was born or came into existence or anything like that. And so it gets all perverted and. I don't know. Dave Mandel made some jokes about it, like saying, like, what's next? An in utero page and all this other, you know, and so he, you know, basically it's it's, you know, some some of that's kind of laughed at. But I'm going to say this is that splash page where Ghost Rider first pops out of the junkyard and has Barb on the bike and the three fucking death ninjas are looking up going, oh, shit. I'm like, now that is a fucking birth page right there. <laughs> like, that's fucking awesome. So, I mean, people can make fun of that all they want, but but that right there, I was like, that, uh, to me, I was like, that's a fucking birth page right there because that splash is so fucking cool. And I, I, I again, I mean, this is why I sort of quit the book when these guys left because it's like, I love Texira's inks on this and I love, like, the atmosphere and the the pencils and everything like that's it was always my jam like the way this book looked more than you know caring too much about the you know a and b and you know i mean i can't tell you like i have a 
great love for these Cypress Hill gang twats or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I could I could honestly care less about it. You know, Death Watch is, you know, I don't know. He's kind of like a Vega looking guy, like like to me. And he's okay. Like, but does he hold a candle to Kingpin? Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like that, you know, there there's there's that kind of aspect where you're like, you know, okay. The the other thing. There's maybe two other things I think that are worth mentioning about this first issue is for me personally, like Danny lived in Brooklyn and I was born in Brooklyn. So like anytime anybody says anything like I'm from Brooklyn, I'm born in Brooklyn, I'm whatever, like like I always feel like this weird kinship with fictional characters like that. Cause I'm like, yeah, I am too. Like me and Danny, like we're like this or whatever. I'm crossing my fingers, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I, there, there's that aspect where you see a, a common link in this, this fictional character that you're supposed to identify with. And then it becomes even stronger because of like these, these specific details that, that even make it more specific to you. So you get all excited about it. And I think that's one of the reasons why I sort of, identified with or, or, or imprinted on, you know, the Danny catch ghostwriter and read the book as long as I did. And then I guess the other thing that I'd like to mention is like, I think some of the problems with those 2000 books where Justin's like, Oh, some of them are good. And some of them are not so good. I, I feel like what ghostwriter is sort of became, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I think it's it's probably illustrated very well by the book I brought and this book is those are two very different ghostwriters, right? Like mine is Johnny Blaze possessed by Zarathos and Zarathos is a demon and he does want vengeance but he's a fucking demon and he sears you with hellfire and he can zap hellfire out of his hands and make a bike made of fucking fire. Like he, he has very specific powers and abilities that are m- more torturous, I guess I'd say. And I, I think with this ghostwriter, even as far back as this first issue, the catch ghostwriter and, you know, I, I mean, We'll get into the headache about I, I was about to say the noble kale ghostwriter, but we'll get into that headache in a minute. But, you know, the, the this ghostwriter, the Danny Ketch ghostwriter, like he's he's not a cackling demon. He's 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 almost like a, a spirit of few words and he he's not in a blue tone suit. You know, he's he's in this leather jacket and he's got the chain. And this was the first time Ghost Rider ever had a chain, even though the chains become like one of the most iconic things about Ghost Rider. But if you look back, like Johnny Blaze never had a chain. Do you know what I mean? But then some of that stuff becomes like amalgamated and incorporated. And I, I, I you know, to me, I just think it's worth mentioning like the, the chain, the chain links that like shoot out like, you know, Archangel little throwing daggers or whatever. The penance stare that, you know, Mike was saying it's badass that, Ghost Rider took down Galactus with the penance there. Like, you know, the original Ghost Rider had Hellfire. He could see- sear your soul. I guess that's the equivalent of giving somebody a penance there. But the penance there was, you know, was Danny's first. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think some of these later things, you know, just kind of mushed it all together to where you feel strange, where it's like, well, it's like it's Johnny, but he's wearing the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider costume and... You know what I mean? Like there, there's that there's that interesting notion of like, you know, they they, they just kind of took 
everything that worked for one character and you know they get to share it now somehow and it's like oh well that's you know that's i guess if you're a fan of one over the other maybe that's unfortunate that you know you're like well wait that was his first like why you know why why does he get to steal it from from the other guy or whatever so but yeah yeah i had never read this before and like i i I guess danny catch was my ghost rider too because i mean he was probably the first one i actually encountered like in in these like 90s team ups and whatever but i like i I didn't like i I don't know i made a whole lot of distinction between him and johnny blaze because like i was always you know oh it's ghost rider like and i but like it took me a while before i realized oh there was a one there was a first ghost rider and there was a second ghost rider and you know all that but uh yeah yeah i mean he this is like super 90s like super like you know complicated like you know they have to introduce some new badass villain with the with the word death in his name i mean like it's consummate like 90s like stuff i mean i thought the art was really good like i mean if I read this as a kid, I would probably think it was like, you know, the bee's knees. But like, you no, know, reading it as an adult, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, this is kind of this is a lot, even for a like number one issue, I guess, to take in. And like, I, I guess, like you said, Derek, it's like the kingpin's in it. But I'm like, man, what is the kingpin doing? Like hanging with this new guy? Like, who who the hell cares? Like, you know, but, you know, that's just the way it is. So. I I guess this question will be more directed at Justin since Mike has explained he doesn't have very much reference. But because Mike's talking about how most of his primary experience with Ghost Rider was with crossovers, like all I can think of is how like, you know, Todd McFarlane would write Ghost Rider or something. You know what I mean? And how like like. It, it, to me, I mean, as, as I, I know you're joking, right, about the dreaded Howard Mackey, but it's like he he wrote Ghost Rider for about 70 issues of this book. You know what I mean? And like th- there there was something about it when somebody tried to do it in some other book and and it came off as weird, kind of like the way, you know, it, it, I mean, Todd McFarlane wrote the Hobgoblin so weird that they had to make an entirely new Demogoblin character just to explain how goofball and out of character he was written in the ongoing Spider-Man title. And I, I feel like Ghost Rider in, in guest appearances isn't necessarily as on point as he is in his own book a lot of the times. But I guess, like I said, that's that's probably more like I, I don't see how Mike would notice that, you know, but maybe it's something that that you would have keyed in on, Justin. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of seemed that way. It's like he's he's one of those characters like Doctor Strange. The writer either gets him or they don't. And I guess they're told, I don't know, like, let's say it's Fantastic Four. And Marvel's like, hey, uh, you uh, you could use a little sales bump there. Why don't you throw in uh, Ghost Rider? And the writer's like, oh, okay. Well, oh, gee, what am I going to do with the Ghost Rider? Um, maybe I'll just have him get, like, mind zonked. And, or, I don't know, he'll, like... You know, use the pen stare on Reed, and Reed will get all sad because all the inventions he made killed people or something. And it's like you're just reading it, and you're like, I, I don't think Danny or or Johnny would act like this. And it's and you could also apply the same thing to Doctor Strange. Like I see Doctor Strange show up in a whole bunch of titles as a guest star, and I'm just like, he's not acting like himself. Like he's just acting like Magic Man who does magic things. Like 
Yeah, kind of, kind of like Doctor a, Strange. Uh, just like a plot mover. It's yeah. like they, but they don't. They, 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 they're not actually concerned with, with the the constitution of the character or whatever. It's like if if Doctor Strange needs to make things go, then that's what he's there <laughs> to do, right? And it's yeah. like then that's kind of what I mean. Sometimes that, that's like where where you. I don't know. It's it, like, you know, I mean, I guess I guess that's the problem with maybe that adjectiveless Spider-Man comic in general is like you could probably apply the same criticism to anybody. It's like Hobgoblin doesn't sound like Hobgoblin. Wolverine doesn't necessarily sound like Wolverine, you know, like all that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, th- something about this just seems off. But I, I feel like sometimes with with Ghost Rider there, unless, um, you know, especially that catch version of ghost rider because it's like i mean you could easily make the i don't know like the original series star trek argument like oh they didn't even follow canon in the original series like type thing because i mean if you look at johnny it's like when johnny first became the ghost rider he kind of was the ghost rider like he was almost like uh, I'm, i'm trying to think of how to describe it but it was almost like you know Bruce Banner becoming the Hulk, but like retaining his, you know, becoming the Hulk in, in secret wars where he, he, you know, Johnny would turn into the ghost Rider, but it would still really be Johnny's thought bubbles and Johnny thinking to himself and going, Oh, I I wonder how I'm going to save the day or what I'm going to do. Like it was some, you know, alternate power force he could turn into. And then the longer that, Johnny was transforming into the Ghost Rider, then the more he became possessed, where you you could tell it was a different entity when he turned into the Ghost Rider, and then they played on that more and more until they revealed it was Zarathos, right? And so, but with with Danny, it was automatically like a different personality that took him over, and then the mystery was, who is that personality? Where does he come from? So which I guess hasn't really ever been significantly. Well, it's, it's been answered. And then I guess, as we'll see in Mike's pick, it's sort of been retconned all to hell. So, (laughs) but uh, kind of, kind of like I alluded to in my, you know, breaking the ice ghost rider discussion. Like I, the reason I picked this was because it's, it's not my favorite, but just because I have a lot of like fond memories attached to it, you know, like, my buddy being king shit for like a week because he had this book and everybody was like, whoa, Ghost Rider. You know, just kind of like getting into a new character. And, you know, there were people there who never read any Ghost Rider comic and they read it and they're like, man, this is really cool. I like this. And Ghost Rider is badass. And just, uh, just a lot of fond memories of passing this book around, you know, between a bunch of friends at school for like a week and, you know, reading it and reading it again, reading it again, you know, taking in the art. Like I kind of, I kind of miss that like innocence about reading comics. Whereas today, you know, we've all been reading comics a very long time and, you know, we're kind of jaded and we make jokes about like stuff we don't like, or, you know, when some, you know, kind of like we're talking about if like Cyclops shows up in some Spider-Man one shop and he's not acting like Cyclops or whatever, you know, you guys are like, man, that was bullshit. Like Cyclops would never say that. It's just, we're kind of like old and jaded, but I kind of miss that like innocence of youth where you're like discovering a character for like the first time and seeing it kind of revealed to you slowly month to month. 
Yeah, you make me kind of curious. I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot or not, but what what would you consider like some of your favorite Ghost Rider stories, Justin? Uh, I don't know. Like this volume, you can pinpoint when you quit reading. I can't. Like, like Mike's book, the whole thing we're about to get into, like I quit reading before any of that came about. So I was kind of like, oh... I remember hearing about this, and I think there's, like, allusions to it, and maybe some of those later meanings or ongoings, and that, that's one of those things that's, like, hurts my head thoughts, all that, like, you know, well, this demon was possessing Danny, but turns out, like, he's not a demon, he's actually an angel, and uh, my head hurts, but, like, like, one favorite Ghost Rider comic, like, I don't know, I'd have to I'd have to really sit down and ponder that. I mean, as you said, like you're definitely like the Ghost Rider man, and I, I really like Ghost Rider, and I've been following him. But like one, one or two comics where I can point to and be like, yeah, that's the shit. Like I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a while. Okay. I mean, I I guess I I wrote like a Ghost Rider comic list, so I know like for single issues, like there, there's a there's a fun like. I think it was deluxe format one, but it was uh, it was a book called Crossroads and it actually had like both Ghost Riders, you know, in the same issue and it was drawn by Carrie Nord. And so like that, I remember thinking was like a really cool book. I and think then, I read that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably put like the original Hearts of Darkness, you know, the the three-way with um, Punisher, Wolverine and, yeah. and Ghost Ooh, Rider. Reign of like Terror, that. I always liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one too. And then I, for some reason, even though it applies to what we're about to find out is about to get retconned from hell or whatever, there was a werewolf by night issue that Ghost Rider appears in very briefly, but it's when he's the king of hell. And so, like, I think uh, Jack Russell has to go in and, like, get his permission for something. And, like, they they sit down together at, like, a bar in hell and, like, you know, like, have this chat or whatever. And, like... I, I don't know what it is, but he's just like, you know, basically it, it was just to me, it was like a cool scene where he's like, man, it's it's heavy lies the head that wears the crown of hell, you know, and they're like, yeah, OK, well, can I can I get this favor? And he's like, yeah, you can get this favor, you know, or whatever. But it's just like, I don't know. I just thought that was like a cool sequence. So I always like that. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen. And I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. But yeah, why don't we, um, Mike, why don't you tell us what, what comic that you brought for us to talk about tonight? So I brought Spider-Man Volume 1, adjectiveless Spider-Man Volume 1, number 93, written by Howard Mackey, penciled Yikes. by Javier Sol- <laughs> Yeah, sorry, another Howard Mackey. <laughs> uh, penciled by Javier Solteres and inked by Scott Hanna. Uh, it's a, you know, it's 
it was right in the dead center of when I was heavily reading all the Spider-Man books. So, I mean, like, this was kind of like, I guess at the time it was like foisted on me. Like, I was like, what? Like, why, why are we doing a Ghost Rider thing now? Like, but, you know, it was just a, a guest appearance. But, you know, there's more to it than that. And we'll we'll probably get into that, but uh, I'm gonna write, I found a, a summary of it on uh, spiderfan.org, and it's kind of written from the perspective of like a Spider-Man fan rather than a Ghost Rider fan. So there's some snarky comments in it. So I'll just read that. But there's a fire burning out of control in Cypress Hill Cemetery, and the fire department is helpless to stop the blaze. At the center of the fire, a strange figure stands. It is the Ghost Rider, summoned by who, from who knows where to New York. He conjures up his hellfire bike with a wave of his hand and burns off into the night. Meanwhile, Spider-Man is swinging high on life after the spider hunt and the five million bounty on his head has been lifted. After doing some heroic deeds, Peter swings out over to the Stacy household, where Spidey volunteers to tell Arthur Stacy everything he knows about Gwen and the Green Goblin. Arthur, however, has different concerns on his mind, namely his children. Spidey feels like Arthur can't trust him yet, so he leaves. At the same time, Mary Jane and Jill Stacy are walking home from school, where they see Paul Stacy moving his stuff into a van. He says something about not being able to live with his father, packs up the truck, and speeds off into the night. Jill gives MJ the quick brush off afterwards, leaving MJ in a quandary. That doesn't last, however, when Peter jumps out of the bushes and scares the daylights out of her. He grabs her and jumps to a building top where they start to get romantic, however that is broken up by a flaming hellion on a motorcycle blazing through the streets. Spidey quickly changes and follows. After scoring a few points by saving a kid from a burning skyscraper, Spidey follows Ghost Rider to Times Square where he's totally out of control. The web slinger tries to stop him, but Ghosty's rampage can't be contained. Ghost Rider swings his chain, and it hits the ground, blowing up sections of the street. Spidey looks down and sees that under the street, a gang of terrorists are planning to explode a bomb. Looks like Ghost Rider was unconsciously trying to stop the bomb from detonating. Spider-Man makes quick work of the criminals, and as he emerges with a still-ticking bomb, Danny Ketch comes forth and merges with Ghost Rider. Don't ask me what's going on. Go buy some back issues of Ghost Rider if you're curious. (laughs) Anyway, the merged Ghost Rider takes the bomb, and Spidey covers him in a huge web ball. The bomb explodes, but Ghost Rider is able to survive the blast. Just as Spider-Man figures the spirit of vengeance might be dead, he rides out of the blast, leaving a trail of hellfire behind. The next day, Spider-Man finds that J. Jonah Jameson has blamed him and Ghost Rider for the terrorist attack. Oh, well, the end. So yeah, like as this summary uh, is very snarkily alludes to, like I I was in a similar state of mind. I was like, what the fuck was this about? Like, you know, and like I, I didn't even know that, like, you know, Howard Mackey had been a previous like Ghost Rider like writer at the at the time, and like I I kind of looked into this like later on in life, and it was kind of like I guess like he got a editorial mandate to like make Ghost Rider Danny Ketch again and make it back like he was the way he was when he was writing Ghost Rider, like like people say like oh Howard Mackey was just over like overwriting the last writer. And all like I guess what is it? Noble Kale was mm-hmm. Ghost Rider, yeah. Yeah. So, but but like Howard Mackey said in an interview or something, it was like, oh no, I wasn't trying to like you know shit all over his writing. But <laughs> admittedly, he, like in typical Howard Mackey fashion, he hadn't writ like read any of that previous Ghost Rider run, 
And he was only given like the broad strokes of it and like was told by editorial, hey, make it like you had it before because we're going to do something with like Danny Ketch. And so we did that. And I guess they never did for like they, years and years. They after. never did anything yeah. with Danny Ketch, which uh-huh. is why they, they well, because because I remember like, again, just just like I told you, I was given all these, you know, Ghostwriter comics to catch up on by my buddy. And I remember he's like, oh, dude, it's hilarious. You got to read this this issue of Spider-Man because like it was basically what we called the the clown shoes era of Ghost Rider. And he's like, dude, he totally retcons away the clown shoes era of Ghost Rider because what what happens is Salvador La Roca comes on and Howard Mackey's still writing the book and he still looks like he does, you know, in issue number one uh, that Justin brought. And then Somewhere along the way, he gets like a new outfit where he's got like these, you know, it's this bright red, you know, yellow boots, like this crazy outfit or whatever. And he's teaming up with Howard the Duck and all this weird shit is going on. And you find out that, you know, if if you've been waiting this whole time, I, I think I had long given up by this point. But if you were still as invested in like, well, who is the spirit possessing? Johnny Blaze, and you find out all this weird backstory where somehow Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch were brothers, and they didn't know they were they were literally secret brothers, and they didn't know that they were brothers, number one. And then you find out that the this Puritan ancestor from like a gazillion years ago is the spirit of vengeance and that Puritan's name is Noble Kale and Noble Kale's the one who's been possessing Danny and that they somehow are ancestors of Noble Kale and that's why he can possess Danny and that's why Blaze was susceptible to being possessed by Zarathos and and you know all this nonsense with the caretaker and all this kind of crap and like I mean it's an explanation, right? And 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 the way the series ends basically is like Ghost Rider rules, like well, Ghost Rider, like Noble Kale as Ghost Rider becomes the ruler of hell and he deposes Mephisto, right? Like and 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 Blackheart or whatever, because there's all this power play stuff going on in hell. And by the end of it, that you know, and 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 Danny is separated from you know, Ghost Rider, and, and much like the ending of uh, the 19, uh, uh, you know, 80s, you know, the, the issue 81 of Ghost Rider, j- just like Johnny Blaze for a brief moment in time got a happy ending where the Ghost Rider was separated from him and he got to live happily ever after with Roxanne, which didn't last very long, but for, for that brief moment, he had a happily ever after. Danny, too, had this happily ever after where it's like him and his girlfriend i forget was it stacy i think were back together and they were having like dinner with johnny blaze and roxanne and the kids and they were all happy and everything was like hunky dory and uh noble kale as ghost rider was busy ruling hell which kind of ties into that werewolf by night sidetrack that i took us on you know or whatever and that that he was the default ruler of hell and they never really finished that because the book got canceled before the final issue came out. So it got canceled on like, I think issue 92 or 93 and they never released like the final issue. And then many, many years later, they 
decided to publish that final issue. But in between that and this, that's when this Spider-Man book came out, which to me, I mean, had always, I mean, it's interesting that you say that Mackie, I mean, I, I don't know if he's just, you know, blaming editorial or, or hiding behind editorial, but, you know, if, if he's to be taken at his word, right, he's just like, oh, this is what they told me to do, so I did it, right, which I was never privy to, because the way it read was like, you know, John Byrne, you know, making fun of Claremont's, you know, Dr. Doom story in X-Men and retconning it as a Doom bot going, ah, ha, 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 Doom would never do this shit. And that's how it read to all of us that read it at the time. When we were reading that Spider-Man comic, we were like, oh, look at this. He just totally fucking like pooped all over that poor. I forget what that guy's name is, like Ivan something or other that wrote those last two years ago, Strider. And we were just like, ah, he just he pissed away like all those comics like they never happened or whatever. And and we kind of had a chuckle about it. And that was that was kind of it. But the, the, the and then the ultimate indignity and sad part about it is they didn't do shit with Ghost Rider until like the 2000s. And then it was fucking Johnny Blaze that was Ghost Rider. And they forgot about all of this so like that's that's what you know of course you know people talk about um dc you know is always retconning and is always confusing like sorry you you haven't read marvel comics long enough clearly because they they do it just the same well no it's no it's funny it's like again with in typical howard mackie fashion it's like the way he retconned like and i didn't even know what he's retconning but i can i know his tactics and i know what he does he just throws up all these fucking vague smoke screens about it where it's like you know the ghost rider's babbling about my fist on black art it's lies it's all lies like everything is lies like how, <laughs> how like how exactly is it lies i don't know like it, whatever they said was lies like and you know danny and danny catch just comes out of nowhere and he's like hey dude like let's make it like it was like because it was all lies like okay like it, it, like there's no real explanation it's all a bunch of fucking like smoke screens like and Howard yeah. Mackey was like super famous for that. So like with Spider-Man and all that or infamous, I should say. But, but yeah, like I had to, like, I, I looked up some more like this week on it and that's where I encountered, I think a ghost Rider blog, like reviewed this issue. And like he, he, the guy interviewed like Howard Mackey and that's what I he see. said. Like, you know, Oh no, dude. Like it wasn't no bro. Like it wasn't me. Like editorial said, Hey, make it like it was. And, like, I never read uh, that guy's run. So, like, they just gave me the broad strokes of what happened about Noble Kale. And then I just went, like, okay, well, it was all lies. It was lies and a, a dream and lies. And, you know. Yeah, it's uh, a, uh, 22 issues worth of lies. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm all for the clown shoes being lies. So, I mean, I'm, 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 I am for teens, you know, when it comes to the clown shoe ghost rider. But I don't know. This issue was, like I said, uh, just a, uh, at the time was kind of like an unwelcome distraction to me, like from the ongoing like plot lines at the time. And like, I, I don't know, like even like, you know, John Romita Jr. was like drawing the book at the time. And, you know, like I, I think Javier Salter is, is a good artist, but I don't think he, his art is the best in this issue, really. And like, you, I yeah. think I think that has something to do with like, I mean, they didn't get Texura back to income. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, Scott Hanna's fine, but I, I think Scott Hanna with Saltieras just doesn't look as cool as Saltieras with Texura, you know, like so. I mean, I, some sometimes just because two guys are really good at what they do doesn't mean 
they're a good combo for each other. I, I would just argue it's it's through no fault of the penciler or the inker, but just they're, they're not a, I, I don't think they're a very good match for, for one another. Agreed. This is, not only is this an era of Spider-Man I'm unfamiliar with, but kind of like I alluded to earlier, this is an era of Ghost Rider I'm not very familiar with because I kind of quit. Well, it's kind of like that. a it's kind of like a wilderness years. Like there there is no era for go, like Ghost Rider hadn't been published in like uh, a while. I feel like I think like like or or not. You know, you know what I mean. Like they were retconning stuff that was unfinished and but had since been. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ghost Rider's ongoing book was canceled by this point. Mm. And yeah, I, like I said. I, I was really invested in Spider-Man at this time, but this was right before like Howard Mackey took over everything and then ruined mm. like everything. So, what were you gonna say, Justin? I don't really have a problem with the art. The only thing that kind of bugs me is Ghost Rider's head is red the whole time. Well, I guess not his head, his skull. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's on fire, but it's always been kind of like white, you know, because it's it's. Bone. I thought. I, I I originally thought it was like a story point because he's like coming back and how you know how like when Spider-Man's swinging by and they say oh you know normally Ghost Rider didn't set everything on fire when he was like riding through New York it was just you know he, he had some control over it and I thought the idea was oh he's he split off from Danny he's semi out of control without his human host. So like he, he's, he can't control it. So even it's like, he's so hot. Even his white skull is, is flaming red or something like he's a flaming Cheeto or some shit. Right. And, and I thought that once Danny merged with him, then he would go back to looking like he normally would, but they never, change the coloring so then i'm like okay well i give up then i mean that would be my explanation i would have had the colorist like not you know you know make make his skull white for like those last couple pages like he's recovering from some kind of you know overload or or you know you know massive energy you know like he he, he had a bunch of energy buildup he couldn't contain with without having danny as part of his i i feel like it's like fucking firestorm i'm like without danny as part of his matrix ghost rider's head turns into a fucking tomato you know or whatever but that was my thought right and and like but you know the the coloring doesn't really reflect that but that's what i would have done had i you know, I don't know, been like some kind of overseer editor type guy. I'd be like, oh, wait, you got to make the skull white in these last couple pages, bro. You know? Well, I'm sorry for subjecting this to you guys. And this was my best, my best example of a Ghost Rider comic that I. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting in terms of like, I mean, I, and I know like maybe this wasn't entirely clear to Justin, but it's like, we've got the origin and and sort of final run of Johnny Blaze's comics. We've got the first issue of Danny Ketch's comics in 1990. And for all intents and purposes, like, even though they were trying to do something new with him that they never did, like, this is essentially the last 90s issue of the Danny Ketch ghostwriter, like, as a guest star. Do you know what I mean? Written by the original writer. So, like, to me, it's almost like a bookend on, you know, like, after this, like, I mean, if you think this is convoluted, like, after this, like, there's no, 
there's no straight line anymore. You know, you talk about fucking Perceptor and his parallel lines. Like, there's all kinds of, you know, fucking parallel, kooky, swirly lines after, after you know, once you get past 1998 with Ghost Rider, it kind of goes all over the place because they they just didn't care anymore you know they were just like oh just jettison all that shit and we'll just write our own mini series that we don't care if it makes sense with the previous stuff or not and the um because that was that was kind of the mandate of those early 2000s books you know at marvel they were just like fucking jettison anything that you think doesn't work and just keep what you think does work and they did it, and I don't think that always worked, that approach, because sometimes they didn't, you know, they, they jettisoned too much, or they, they they didn't jettison enough, or, you know what I mean? Like, like that that whole thing. So, again, it's it, to, to me, like, I, I think I, I, I have some appreciation for it, because I, I kind of had a chuckle over it when I read it, because I thought it was a retcon of some comics that were, you know, of, of, of uh, you know, dubious quality right like like they they, they I, I don't know that anybody i don't know that you're gonna find anybody who's like dude i mean i don't know there probably is but i i don't know that you're gonna find somebody to be like oh yeah the noble kale issues a ghostwriter or, or my favorites or whatever like i don't know but uh I, I i don't kind of feel like that's the case and and so it's just interesting to see like oh you know ghostwriter didn't go out with a bang he sort of went out with a whimper or whatever which is kind of weird but yeah here we go, Atlas. Holy smoke! Am I missing something? Is everybody around here on fire but me? They call me Ghost Rider. I am summoned when innocent blood is shed. And you have shed much innocent blood. Ghost Rider? I thought he was a myth. Who called them anyway? And when did this become a superhero convention? Do you dare face the agony of those you have slain? Mortal or demon, whichever you be, be gone. Galactus has no time for games. This is no game. No! Feel the torment of a billion billion extinguished souls. Experience the pain of eternal guilt. Well, I think I think that will wrap up our Ghost Rider coverage for tonight for the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider. If you guys have any comments, questions and or concerns, you can reach us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us angry, angry emails over there. And if you want to check out the backlog of episodes of comics, motherfucker, do you read them? You can check them out over on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. You can direct download all the back log of episodes. You can download any additional shows that we do as well. And we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. And we're on all kinds of streaming. We can be found on Apple Podcasts. 
Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC, riding away in his blue tone suit, signing off. It's Mike, and used up all my power. Goodbye. And this is just signing off. to Danny Ketch where I know he turned like evil at some point but is he still around or yeah he was around I mean he he wasn't I don't know he wasn't like super evil like it was I don't know is this weird part of the Aaron run where basically they decided that like everybody was a fucking ghost rider or something and then Danny was like major league butthurt because like they made him like an addict to the power or something. And he, again, talking about retconning the retcon, like, I, I don't think that Aaron run acknowledged that he got back, fused back with Ghost Rider in the issue you brought. Do you know what I mean? Like, it treated it like it was following the the happily ever after ending, but took it to the twist point where, of course, they, they do the thing they have to do with all these characters that haven't been used that they think are expendable and and um insignificant right it's like if you have five robins you can do something horrible to you know four of them right like it's like so so at that point you know oh well we've got two ghost riders and johnny blaze is the main ghost rider in our title so we can do totally horrible things to danny catch right so they 
They made him like an alcoholic. They made him an addict to the power. And then uh, if I remember right, I forget what Angel's name it was or whatever. But like, you know, basically it's kind of what Justin was alluding to. They made it to the point where, oh, well, we'll have you, you know, get power from this angel because it'll be this heaven and or hell battle you know and and we, we want you to wipe out all the spirits of vengeance so then that's when if you remember that marvel legend that had the blue flame of ghost rider oh, like yeah. that 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 was the danny catch ghost rider of that era because he was a ghost rider that was like hosted by you know some angel that was of course malevolent to a degree right because he's going to wipe out all these spirits of vengeance or whatever and so basically you had danny catch running around snuffing like you know i don't know the the you know indian ghost rider and the freaking you know you know whatever ghost rider like all these different ghost riders and then it's like you know i think by the end of it it's like there's there's some kind of semi-redemptive thing where you know danny realizes like that's he shouldn't have been about that and this and that and the other thing. And then um, and then I think they had him, you know, sort of work with Johnny Blaze for a little bit. But I mean, it, it was just they, they kind of ruined and pissed and shit all over his character and assassinated it through that whole like that. That's one of those like when I say Jason Aaron is hit or miss with me like that was that whole thing was a big miss, even though I followed like all of it, because like at one point he was like working with the orb and. And uh, not Death Watch, but um, Blackout, like that that guy from I'm like, why is he like that dude like killed your fucking sister? Like why or whatever your girlfriend or I don't know, some shit. He did some horrible shit, killed their mom or something. I was like, why the fuck are you working like what? Like that. It just that makes no sense. Like, you know, so. I don't care how much cocaine you want. Like, you're not going to work, you know, it's like, just because Luke, Luke Skywalker wants cocaine really bad, it's not like he's going <laughs> to start working with Jabba the Hutt and Darth Vader all of a sudden just to get his cocaine fix. Come on. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, terrific. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think it all just depends on who treats those care you know it's it's the same thing with like you know connor hawk or kyle rayner or whoever you know what i mean like some some people are just like oh they're extraneous so we can we can explode them you know or whatever and then some people are like <laughs> no like like uh, people really love these characters like we should we should do them a solid and even though they're not like the lead in this book we should you know s- either give them a good send-off or or have them have a cool moment and you know it, you know, give them a, you know, Yahoo kid, you're all clear. Let's blow this thing and go home moment. And then, and then, you know, Johnny blaze can blow up the death star or what, you know what I mean? Like they, they could have done something like that, but most times I think people are happy to be, you know, drag these characters through the shit or the mud or whatever, you know, or at least that's, that's what it seemed like, you know? 